Hello, party people. Welcome to Marketing Ops Confessions, another wonderful Thursday. Before we get started, I just want to call out some of the amazing, amazing people that keep coming back week after week. Jeff, I see you. Uh, Beatrice, I see you. Jessica, I see you. Vidi, I see you. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support and we love that you're so active and engaged in this series um, because that's what we made it for. So we really appreciate you being here. Um, with that said, we are back with another amazing guest today. You hopefully know him already. We have Mike Rizzo here from Mo Pros. I know he's laughing because he thinks this is a mistake that he's on this show. It's not a mistake, I promise you. <laughs> but yes, I will give my proper introduction in just one minute um, and then we'll dive in. But just a few housekeeping items. Use the chat. It's the best way to make this feel fun and engaging and like it's a hangout as it should be. Um, also, make sure that you submit any questions that you have for Mike in the questions tab. You can also upvote questions from other people. Yes, I already see people using emojis. That's the best part about Livestorm. Check out the emojis that you can use to share some love. Um, and it is true. We will be giving away a $25 lunch gift incentive for everyone here today. So again, thank you for joining us and uh, we're glad you're here. Okay, so again, not a mistake that Mike <laughs> is here today, but we have Mike Rizzo, founder of MoPros. Excited to have you here. Um, and, and especially after a week of being like a little bit under the weather as well. So thank you, how's it going? It's uh, it's going well. Hopefully, I won't have to like cough in anybody's ear today. I'm feeling a little bit better, but um, yeah, glad to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's uh, hopefully it'll be fun and informative for folks. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna take this screen share down so everybody can see your lovely face. If I can, here we go. Sorry about that. I usually never have to do that. Face. <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. Uh, we always like to start kind of talking about, you know, whoever's on the show, your journey and, and sort of like your background a little bit. I think for, for you in this instance, it's a little bit different because um, most people here today, and if you don't, please check it out, know about MoPros, the community. Um, you know, really, it was kind of the first dedicated vendor and employer agnostic marketing ops community that came on the scene back in what, like 20, 2017? Yeah, 2017. And now, yeah, and now today, MoPros is, you know, over 1,700 members strong and has really exploded beyond, you know, I think even maybe Mike, what you, what you thought it was going to be, which is exciting. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that journey. You know, like, why did you start MoPros? What was the expectation there? And um, what does it look like today? And, and really, like, what are the main goals and, and your wishes? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, happy to happy to give a little bit of backstory. I think, um, I think like most marketing operations professionals, I, I kind of fall into the same the same kind of lonely adventure bucket of, you know, we're often a little bit on our own, um, unless you're one of the fortunate souls that are on a larger team and maybe an enterprise organization where you've got lots of uh, folks to talk shop with. I think typically that's not the norm. Uh, and so back when I was kind of in my earlier part of my career, uh, I was like 2015, 2016, I was, you know, going to Dreamforce, meeting people, 
and Slack started to show up on the scene. I said, you know, I'd really like to stay connected with some of the folks that are doing marketing ops because frankly, like trying to talk to anybody about marketing operations was, you know, a bit of an eye roll, right? Like people were just like, I don't know what you're talking about and I don't really have the time or interest to try to understand the thing that you're trying to share with me. Um, and so I was like, hey, I'm just gonna like start this Slack channel. And, uh, and you certainly wouldn't have called it a community at the time. Uh, it was just a way to stay connected to people and talk shop and and kind of like fast forward 2017 into 2019, um, this blog post that I had written about this Slack channel started getting more traction for some reason. And it was either like Google's algorithm changed or people started searching for places to connect or both. And like people kept saying like, hey, can, can I have an invite? Can I have an invite? And I was like, I can't manage this process anymore. And so of course, like any marketing ops person, I'm like, how do I automate this, like this whole thing? Uh, and so we turned on an automation engine to basically say like, hey, if you wanna join the community, it's always been, as, as you said, it's always been a safe place to come talk shop, whether you're from Marketo, HubSpot, Pardot or any other background, um, you know, come join this community and learn from one another. And from then on, we grew like about 100 to 120 people a month for an entire year. Um, and you asked in your in your kind of background and journey to this to this uh, MoPros community that we've started. You you asked me about you know what was the expectation of starting it. Frankly, I had zero expectations. Um, I just wanted it to be a special place to come and learn from one another. And uh, what's really been impressive about the community is that together, like they've all provided input from folks like Naomi and Jeff and. Michael Hartman and Michael Tucker and all of the ambassadors that are involved, they're all giving me feedback and giving each other feedback on how to improve the experience there. And, and that's what you see today is, is MoPros, uh, themopros.com is created from the input from the community. And, and really that's, that's kind of the ethos of why we exist, right? It's like, how do we learn from each other? And then how do we make this environment a better place to elevate one another? Um, it's all around this topic of like community-led growth, right? And I think you and I talked a little bit about that at the beginning of, uh, you know, figuring out what we were going to talk about today. So, yeah, really, really yeah. passionate about this space and really excited to see what's going to happen next with the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's so much buzz around the word community-led growth right now, too. So it's great to see, um, like, you're, you're kind of ahead of the game there with, with the communities and and other marketing ops communities are as well because of what you were saying like there was just nowhere to go um you know there was always kind of like marketing communities demand gen communities and things like that but really not for the marketing ops audience yeah yeah absolutely and i think just staying like vertically focused or you know going deep into marketing operations is where we're going to stay you know it's all about just trying to better understand how to elevate this particular profession um and so the more feedback mm -hmm. we get from the community the better mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i want to know so there's obviously like a very active slack channel with MoPros, um and also a great forum as well what are like the hottest categories in the community right now? That's a really good question. I think it changes every day. And, and sometimes it can be like that there's an outage, right? And somebody's like losing their mind and saying like, hey, what's going on? In fact, like I think this morning, someone in the HubSpot channel is like, hey, I'm experiencing load time issues with my forms. Is anybody else going through that? And so that's specific to HubSpot, right? Um, 
but I would say like the most consistent, overly active, just like really hot channels are like your tech stack channel. Um, people are constantly asking for advice on, you know, um, hey, I, I'm checking out Hopin. You know, should I look into how to do virtual events or hybrid events or how can I integrate these things? And um, you know, is there an email verification solution that we should look at? And so tech stack seems to be a really hot channel. And then hiring, like the hiring and career advice channel kind of go, go hand in hand. But of course on the hiring side of things, I think I was trying to pull the stats together yesterday. It was like something like 80 something messages in the last 30 days in the hiring channel. And frankly, like 90% of those are people like literally just sharing that there's a job available. It's not because they're all talking about jobs. It's like, hey, there's like a ton of jobs available. And I think we're all seeing this all day long on LinkedIn. And, and we ran that event with uh, Highway Education about how hot the job market is for marketing mm -hmm. operations right now. Um, and then kind of dovetailing into like career advice, like people are constantly just sharing like, hey, how do you scale your team? And you know, how do you even think about like building out a marketing operations organization. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would say like those are our top three, like really consistent um, threads. And, you know, it's not specific to any like marketing automation platform. It's really about the industry and kind of the pulse of what's going on, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I've noticed too within these channels is the, the knowledge sharing is like off the charts. I feel like and I kind of straddle like, you know, demand gen and marketing ops. So I see both sides and I sometimes feel like marketing tends to keep things a little bit closer to the vest. And like, I've even been on podcasts and people are like, are you sure you want to share that? I'm like, why wouldn't I share this? Like, this yeah. is about, you know, education and sharing what's working, what's not working. So other people can find value in in their roles and i think for me like that probably is just a uh, symptom of having worked on the agency side for so long and doing consulting but i feel like marketing ops always like people in marketing ops in these communities in this community specifically always has that mentality which is amazing yeah it's it's been tremendous to see there was actually this like just fascinating thread it is it's now up to 129 replies in our hubspot channel Whoa, and it, what is it what is it, it i mean it's it, when i say fascinating we're talking like deep nerdy stuff right so well, we're all like, nerds here we're all yeah, nerds here uh, the question was all about like it, and it's specific to hubspot it happens to be in a hubspot channel um and it's about this hubspot to salesforce sync setup and whether or not you should like create contacts or leads and all this stuff and it just it it's now gone on to talking about the capabilities of selective sync and all of this stuff and whether or not you should, you know, how you should set up the the entire environment. And like 129 replies is mind blowing, right? Like that's just people yeah. going deep and uh, really sharing like, uh, I mean, it was like, there was like a gnarly paragraph from this morning, someone shared their experience and yeah, it, like the knowledge share that goes into, hey, don't make these mistakes, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, try to stay ahead of this. Like, let me see if I can help you avoid this problem. Um, yeah. That's that's effectively like what we're seeing happening in a lot of the deep knowledge sharing, which is like, that's exactly what it's all about, right? We want to like elevate each other and streamline. But I, I mean, that's the core of being a marketing operations person, right? Like you don't want, you don't want inefficiencies. <laughs>
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, completely. And I would say too, like if you're a if you're a marketer on a team of one and you have responsibilities when it comes to marketing ops, like you should be on these channels. What an amazing place to ask questions and learn if you kind of have more on your plate than you were expecting to handle. Um, so I think that like it's not only a great place for marketing ops, but people who like pseudo own marketing ops, they're like, why, what am I doing? I have no idea that I was supposed to own this and I have no idea what to even, how to even start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we see that a lot, right? You said yourself, you, you straddle demand gen and marketing ops um, and, and that's, I mean, that's the world that I came from too. I was growth marketer, events manager, marketing operations and technologist. Like I was trying to connect the dots between all those things. I ended up going more into strategy, but, um, and now of course, community building. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great place if you are just trying to get a better grasp of like, how can I leverage these technologies, particularly like a marketing automation platform and some other integrations to better suit my business needs, my strategy. Absolutely, you know, our community is a great place for that. There are plenty of others. I, I won't say that ours is the best, but it is a definitely a really strong place for you to come and you know, spend time with other people. Mm -hmm. Agree. Um, Sonder would like to know what headphones you're using. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are the new Logitech headphones. I can't remember the name of them, uh, but it took me quite a while to get a hold of them. Um, they sold out during the pandemic, so I, I went and bought a pair finally. <laughs> they are flashy. I do like them as well. Thanks, uh, Sonder. <laughs> my, my wife always says, well, at least I know when you're listening to music because the lights kind of go on and there's like, it pulsates. She's like, now I know you for sure can't hear me. <laughs> you're not just, you know, ignoring her. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So funny. All right, well, let's talk about something that um, I find hilarious and I've actually adopted from you is moops. 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 Like, I, I, you know, we've heard it before, but I feel like you were the first one to really kind of like put that out there with a hashtag on LinkedIn. Um, I certainly started using it. And then you kind of turned it into something bigger, right? You turned it into Moops TV, which I, absolutely love because this is another way for marketing ops individuals to embrace that these things happen right and share like we're all human you know we had a screw up and it was embarrassing and sometimes it, it also is a great way for us to like laugh at ourselves right yeah. um so i would love to hear a little bit about moops tv and you know why you launched this and maybe if you're willing, because this is Marketing Ops Confessions, share, you know, either your biggest moops or teammates' biggest moops or, you know, anonymous, it can be anonymous, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it cracks me up uh, that moops, I think we've all used the, the term like oops or, or moops or what have you. I was surprised to see that um, that no one had used that hashtag. So I, I'm positive we all say it. Um, or at least know it. But um, but yeah, like, I think it's a sign of the times, like the fact that um, I used the hashtag and then other people were kind of more openly, I mean, we saw this HBO mistake take place and it was kind of openly brought to light and then, you know, made a little lighthearted as well. Um, I think it's a sign of the times that like, we, we are all understanding that um, these things happen and um, and I think as a community, it's like our responsibility to make that okay. 
Um, so yeah, Moops TV, I posted the link into the chat for everybody. Um, it's really just a way to, to, as you said, like embrace that you have made a mistake, but it's also a learning opportunity. Um, and so we are, I think, up to eight episodes that we've already started to record. We're kind of editing all those together and we'll release those uh, over the next couple weeks. Um, I've got Jessica Myers in the community helping to host that show. So it's going to be her or I doing the interviews. And we go through a series of, of standardized kind of questions where um, we try to understand like, hey, you know, what were you trying to do and what systems were you doing that in and like what happened? And then what did you learn from it? Who noticed it? And how do you remediate that process in the future? Um, and the idea is that like we can all learn from each other and ideally just you know, avoid these mistakes in the future by implementing better processes or trying to understand, you know, how those mistakes even occurred um, and might give you some, some, something to think about. And as far as like uh, your question about a mistake that I've made or someone else has made, um, yeah, so my mistake, the short version of my mistake, which you'll see on my, my recorded episode of Moops TV is, um, I sent the wrong link in an email, uh, not once, but twice. And uh, so in my follow-up email where I said, you know, hey, here's the right link, it was actually the wrong link again. I'm convinced that HubSpot screwed me on this one, <laughs> but they probably <laughs> didn't. It was probably me. Um, I'm certain the technology did not fail me. It was just me. And so you'll have to tune into the episode to see how I actually solved the problem. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty embarrassing. I let out a big F bomb uh, <laughs> when I realized that I had sent the wrong link again. So yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. And especially because there are, you know, so many people are self-taught, right? And so many people are also on an island by themselves and they are not only doing the entire execution strategy and execution, but they're also QCing themselves, which is not helpful. Not um, a good thing to do that. Like, not a good I mean, thing if you're in the community, I guarantee you've seen me send like at least four moves messages now because I'm doing it solo here, folks. So sorry, yeah, yeah. my own QA I doesn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> I used to send uh, preview emails to my family when I didn't have anybody else to look at them. And I said, don't like, don't worry about the content. Like just, I need your eagle eyes. Like I need you to be a hawk and tell me like, what was weird about this, you know, experience Were there typos, like all of that. And it was really helpful just being on my own because I wasn't just relying on myself for, you know, I'd been staring at that thing for how many hours in a row. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I tried to send it to some folks in the community every once in a while, but then like my eagerness gets in the way and I just hit send anyway. And then someone will inevitably ping me and be like, just so you know, mm -hmm. you screwed up again. <laughs> I'm like, dang yeah. it. <laughs> Jeff, Patience is a virtue. Create a campaign that only goes to your test users. Yes. And and sometimes we do in nurtures to like sending it, you know, five, five or an hour before just to test users to make sure because there's always going to be something. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think that's one of my favorite, um, you know, just thinking more tactically about marketing operations and avoiding mistakes like this. One of my favorite things about like a time zone send, for example, you know, I use, we use HubSpot uh, over at the MoPros and 
using that time zone send feature can sometimes be a, a huge saving grace, right? Like if somebody in another part of the world, a small segment of my database got the wrong message, I can fix that, right? Because like now I see the problem before the rest of the world gets it. Um, and so, you know, you only have to send out a small subset of like MOOPs emails, which is great. So yeah. nice little, um, if you can use the time zone send feature, that's a way to work around it. But lots of other tips as well, like Jeff, good call out, you know, doing a mm -hmm. test user group and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll say too, I love that we're moving into a time and space where, um, first of all, accountability, right? Like we're seeing more people owning up to the mistakes and not making it as, you know, they're making, they're create, they're like evolving it into something else. Like they're either finding the humor behind it or they're finding it as a way to connect you know, with their audience a little bit deeper. And I think that's really critical is that like, again, we're just human. And so if something goes wrong, like let's not just brush it on the, under the rug like we used to. We're going to have some accountability, own up to it, find a creative way to do that and engage with the audience. Yeah, yeah, I think humanizing brands in that way is just a tremendously valuable thing. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad that consumer behavior has changed too. Like. We're more accepting of it, I think, in in this like marketing operations martech space, just because we get it. But mm -hmm. it's nice to see that even you know, like, I think that thread on HBO. I mean, it went to everybody, right? And the whole, right. I feel like the whole world rallied around that person and trying to support them. And you know, I think that's really positive. Definitely a good. Yeah, thing. yeah, and it can be a little nerve wracking if your audience is marketing ops too. Cough, cough, everybody here. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, like I'm like setting everything up and I'm the only person and so it's like it, it can be nerve-wracking but at the same time the only feed that feedback that I've gotten has been so valuable and respectful and appreciated too you know like hey you should add padding to this email and something that like you wouldn't receive from a normal you know marketing audience or you know typical audience that you're emailing to but you're gonna get those that technical feedback when you're communicating with a marketing ops audience Totally. Yeah. I love, I love that you just said that because I used to, uh, my, my best friend and I used to go out of our way to like email, like a contact us person at a website. If we mm -hmm. found an error on the website, because like, it, I don't know, maybe it's just a part of the, the core of being a marketing ops marketer person. Like I just couldn't stand that this poor person was like going to have this terrible experience that like, unless somebody tells them they're never going to know about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love that, you know, we found our people, right? Like this community yeah. that's all here. It's like, cool. They're going to tell you that you need more padding or like, Hey, <laughs> your email's not rendering properly on mobile. And you're like, thank you. Like I would have never yeah. made so. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, but like you need five more pixels padding on the left side. <laughs> thank you for being so specific about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I want to dig a little bit deeper into something you've been working on. So you've been working on with the team and you know with the community, obviously, uh, this state of the MoPros research. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like what is that, and from your research, what has been you know Mike was walking me through some of it, and like there's so many golden nuggets, so many like great statistics, but I want to focus on you know, from your perspective, what you feel like is is kind of like the most fascinating or surprising that stood out from the research. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick. So for everybody, you know, this research will be released soon. You'll you'll be able to download it um, in the next like couple weeks, I think. Um, but we've pulled it all together with our partner uh, HubSpot, and we were able to survey over 750 marketing operations professionals. I, I, it's really hard. It's a 53-page report. Like, it's a very impressive data set that you know. Thanks be to all of the community that like jumped in and helped us like do this pulse check. Um, it's hard to say like what stood out the most, but there, you know, there's definitely a couple of um, of key data points that I think like I think everybody will glean something different from it. But um, before I share the data point, like or the you know the couple that that I want to talk about, um, I think one of the things to keep in mind for those that do end up wanting to download this information is that like the reason behind this research, right? Like the the why um, behind this this research that we um, partnered with HubSpot on um, is that like, first of all, this will be an annual report, right? Um, and the reason that this will be an annual report and the why is that it's a pulse check. Um, and the pulse check is, hey, what's the trajectory of, of our profession? Where are we going? And how does everybody feel? Do you feel understood? Are you feeling well compensated? Um, do you have the right resources that you need? And is that people or technology or budget in order to actually go and accomplish those things um, that you're you know, trying to accomplish? Um, and at the end of the day, the data should be a way for you as a marketing operations professional to, um, you'll hear me say this time and time again, to manage up and say, hey, look, this is how broadly this industry is feeling about whether it's anything from compensation to whether or not there's enough team, enough staff um, to feel supported in this role. You can take this data back to your team and say, hey, um, check this out. You know, when I'm, when I'm complaining that I don't have enough time or resources or budget and I'm facing challenges, um, it's not just me. This, there's 750 more people that took this survey from a broad swath of industries and company sizes that are all kind of saying the same thing. Um, and so ideally, this the output of this research is to help us um, advocate for where where we're all headed and where we want to go next. Um, and so yeah, some of the some of the KPIs, I'd say like, one that I found really, really interesting, and I think this goes back to kind of what you and I were just talking about, which is like you straddling demand gen and marketing operations, right? Um, that the primary measurement, like in terms of like key performance indicator, is about pipeline. Mm -hmm. so, so marketing operations people are being measured around pipeline. Um, and I think that's kind of like, it's interesting, but I think that I don't know. There's just like a world of, um, is that the right thing for us to be measured on? Like, are we really demand gen people that are just being measured on the ability to generate pipeline? Mm -hmm. um, or is it that your pipeline in this case, it, it, asks, it forces me to ask a question, like when the KPI is pipeline, do you mean throughput? Like the ability to get the pipeline filled and, and, and move from A to Z faster? So like, mm -hmm. that's a different way to think about pipeline, right? Um, and so it just feels more like that's, that's a lot of marketing ops folks that are being measured on demand generation goals, um, yeah. which is, I think, a lot, of the, a lot of the time that's the norm for people who straddle, straddle both kind of functions. Um, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, like, marketing operations shouldn't just be measured on, on pipeline. Right. But I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just one person. The community overall will eventually like tell us what we think those measurements should be. 
Yeah, yeah, agree. And I, I posed the question in the chat. Um, and I agree with Chris, you know, it assumes these KPIs, because we want to measure everything, right? And I think that so much of what marketing ops do does cannot be measured you know, from that quantifiable standpoint, like you can't put a number behind the way that you're helping your team holistically get shit done, to, you yeah. know, for lack of a better word. Um, and I think it was Sarah McNamara when she was on that was kind of talking about like, it should be about relationships too, like building these relationships and feedback from that, that relationships, which I think is really hard for a lot of organizations to, um, figure out how to put into practice, right? Like how do we measure based on this anecdotal feedback and how do we put, um, you know, goals behind this anecdotal feedback? But I think it is important that we figure it out. Yeah, I, I totally, um, totally agree. And, and a lot of like what we're working on at the MoPros and within the community at summer camp, which we, we had our first in-person event a couple weeks ago, we've got our next one coming up uh, next week in Seattle we're talking about, you know, you kind of, you, you touched on the, this topic of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking about the certified marketing operations professional and what that looks like. I, I certainly have a perspective on what I think that might be, but collectively as a community, we're trying to craft this, this uh, technology agnostic kind of industry. I, I won't call it industry first, but a, a really important certification program that actually hones in on that exact keyword, which is relationships. Um, and I think a lot of what you'll see come from the community is about how do we create a certification program that enables um, the development of some soft skills and bridging or being able to yeah, bridge the gap between what I like, I like to, you know, air quotes all the time, which is party lines, right? Like sales, whether it's like sales ops, CS ops, IT whatever functions you need to interface with as a marketing operations professional, you need to build upon those relationships because that is your responsibility. Yes, mm -hmm. be deeply technical and be really, really great at technology, but there is a component of helping the business get alignment and building relationships in order to do that. So mm -hmm. yeah, I totally, absolutely agree in, in terms of like measuring performance. It's, you just can't like, it's really, really hard uh, to measure, you know, get shit done stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think like this kind of, this, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, everybody. Um, this idea of building relationships with folks, um, the other stat that I think I wanted to just touch on is, is around your definition of like what goes into a marketing operations role or function. Um, and what was fascinating from the data is that we saw that 32% of our respondents don't have a defined marketing ops team or role. So like, that's crazy, right? Like, you know, if, if your top title on the respondents is like marketing manager, and that's like largely because nobody knows exactly what this person is doing, like, that is the reason why we as a community need to come together and help define what it means to be in marketing operations so that you can go into a role and we can get rid of a third of the respondents ideally saying that they don't have a defined marketing ops team or role. Um, yeah. That's just, that's just mind blowing. So. It is, it is. I'm going to so, read. 
That doesn't surprise me, sadly. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was ab about to read a few things from the chat because I think that there's some solid, uh, some solid things happening there. So we said marketing ops KPI equals making sure that demand gen machine runs smoothly. Chris says, I think it's hard to put quantifiable metrics around it. I think what makes us successful is how much friction we take out marketing and sales ecosystem, especially from a digital perspective. Chris, I am so excited to have you on. Chris is going to join us next season on Marketing Ops Confessions. As you can tell, he's got lots to share. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, uh, we're like electricians, but if the hydro dam isn't sending power, there's not much we can do to turn on the lights in your house. Nice one. <laughs> wow, that's a poll right there. I love it, Jeff. Hydro yeah. dam. I'm yeah. in, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, well, I'm really excited for everybody to to see the rest of the research. There's lots of good nuggets in there, like we've been talking about. Um, lots of surprising things, lots of you know not so surprising things, and things that really validate, I think, like what your next step is and like why you feel it's so important to um, build this community and build a better career path for marketing ops. So I'd love to chat with you a little bit about you know. Um, what's the goal there like you have this research you have this amazing community we obviously are all on the same page in terms of you know needing to better define things and needing to um have more knowledge sharing but like what's the next step how do we do better how do we get there yeah um i think i i really think the next step for us as a community organization so the mopros itself um is is creating better opportunity to connect and learn from one another. So we're looking at ways to um, better enable like mentorship programs um, and and really just having, excuse me, having some kind of like training um, behind what it means to become, uh, you know, really an expert in marketing ops, which will eventually lead to um, ideally you're, you're, you taking a certification program um, that again is is not about like, you know how to use Marketo or HubSpot or something really, really well. It's it's really comes from. Um, well, let me take a step back. So I, I created the marketing operations playbook, um, and now we we sell that on the website for like fifteen dollars. And the idea is that like we're not trying to break the bank here and get you to go to your boss and ask for a credit card to go buy this thing. Um, the idea is that we're just trying to give you a a jump start to helping you identify the program's processes and tools that help you align marketing and sales. That was the start of that thing. I built that at every organization that I was in. And I heard from Debbie Geigish over at the summer camp in Atlanta. I handed her a physical copy of this thing because she was in the room with us. And she goes, I've never seen anybody produce this before. Never, never have I ever had anybody actually lay everything out like this. And that is not a toot of my own horn. That I was like actually blown away to hear that. Um, I think that many of us in the marketing ops community probably build something just like that in some version or another. Um, but if we're not doing it enough, then like, let's go, let's, let's give this template out to the world and like, make sure that, you know, people are aware of it. Mm -hmm. And then that template is what was kind of the stair step into me building upon this community and then building upon that template into what will ideally become our certification program. Our certification program is going to be largely based on that. Um, we are going to create a practicum. And at the end of the certification, you are actually going to deliver 
and have like a wet signature from somebody, or maybe it's a virtual signature, uh, <laughs> that says like, yeah, this is how our organization functions. I'm in alignment with you. And whether you're taking that to the salesperson or the IT person or whoever it is that you need to take that to, to get that alignment and that buy-in, there's gonna be a lot of meetings and a lot of discussions that are had during that process of building something out like the marketing operations playbook that really at the end of the day is both great and a great asset for you as a professional to take into your um, kind of, what do they call it, portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also an asset for the organization. And, and that's what we're working towards, right? We need to build a certification program that helps continue to drive home the idea that, you know, uh, you need to build on the relationships and bridge the gaps between all of these departments. Um, mm -hmm. And so, but I like, I cannot come up with the definitions of all these things alone. So uh, in my blog post where I talk about kind of, for lack of a better term, like the manifesto of what I'm working on, I ask the community for help. Like if you have input or you have ideas on what you think it means to be a certified marketing ops professional, like I want to hear about it because I do not I do not know the right answer. The community will know the right answer and ideally we'll shape something together. So I think that's really the future of where we're headed, like um, being able to eventually come into an organization, sit down across from your VP or your executive that's maybe looking to do a kind of an early or last round stage of you know interview with you. And you say, here, you want to know what I do? This is what mm -hmm. I do. This right here, I come into your organization and I, I produce this. And in doing this, this is what happens. People connect, systems get connected, business strategy is better understood across the departments. This is what I'm all about. And yeah. that's, what I'm, that's, what, that's really what I'm passionate about, like is striving for, you know, being able to walk into a room and say like, yeah, this is what I'm about. This is what marketing mm -hmm. relations is. So hopefully. I love that. <laughs> and and together, like not just, you alone but together with the community we're building like what's that gold standard because we're always talking about the goals right here's how we do things here's our goals but like there's no standard if for marketing ops i mean not that you can put on paper and say no this is the gold standard this is what i can produce just like you were saying and here are the results so i think that it's really important that we're kind of um or you're creating really like that uh, baseline that every organization should expect. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. It should be a baseline. There should be no reason that a CEO doesn't actually understand what a marketing ops person does. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. by, by the time we're done creating this thing, I hope that a CEO would be able to look at this and say, oh, I get it now. I understand what you are functionally trying to accomplish inside of my organization. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and it's all based on the inputs of the entire community. Like it's not just one person, it's as many people. I've talked to a lot um, and I think I, I expect I'll hear from more, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, the in-person events plus the one-on-one -on -one interviews, I just met with like AJ Sedlak yesterday and we talked about it. Um, it's all been great. And so I really hope that, uh, I hope that the output of this is, is something that's a deliverable that makes you a better professional um, and helps the industry better understand it, this function. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great work. And just the fact that it's been validated within the community and, and um, co-created by the community is, is important.
Yes. Um, I'm going to ask a little bit of a different question, so don't get mad at me because I didn't put this on <laughs> on our sheet. But I feel like it's important because a lot community-led growth we touched on earlier, and a lot, a lot, a lot of organizations and thought leaders like that's what they're talking about right now. Um, there's a lot of you know new communities popping up as well. I would ask you know maybe not even for those that are on this. Call, Paul, but when we can kind of like push this out in the world, like what would be your advice to those that are building a community and really focusing on community-led growth? Um, oh boy. Well, my, my first bit of advice is to dive in deep on community. There are some amazing thought leaders that are um, building upon community-led growth and the methodology and the mindset. Um, Mac Redden from Comsor really published, I think it's literally communityled.com. Um, let, let me see, communityled.com. Yep. Um, you can read all about this and, and then you can follow people like Brian Oblinger and some of the other big names out there in community um, to try to understand what it is that your audience really needs. Um, I, I think having been in and still functionally in marketing operations, I had a pretty clear understanding of like, I think at the end of the day, I, I just felt alone. And that's kind of where our conversation started. And, and just having a community was like a value add to my day in day out life. Um, but then what became of the MoPros is really just from the input of the community, right? Like you're, if, if you were to build a product, a software product, your MVP is largely based on assumptions, right? Like you assume that the market has a need and then you go out and you try to find users to test that, you know, assumption. Um, so your MVP is all assumption based and like maybe you get some user feedback, maybe you pivot a little bit. Um, community led is about building alongside your community. And it's not like just your voting mechanism of like what feature do I want in my product next? It's like, no, like what are your actual problems and how do we build solutions that help you solve those problems in the most meaningful way? Um, and it's being pretty transparent about, you know, hey, we want to build products, but we want to build them with you, not just for you and what we think is, you know, great. And I think that concept of kind of blending together your needs and your desires based on our ambition to try to accomplish something that's meaningful to you will build better product. Um, in our case, you know, when I'm talking about community-led growth, it's everything from our certification program and the whatever else we come up with in the, as a community together um, to if there's an opportunity for us to build some sort of tools that better enable you as a marketing operations professional, like I want to figure that out, right? Mm. Truthfully, I think I call it out in the blog post. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Like MarTech today is just... I mean, it's a mess. The landscape is ridiculous. And we are tasked with constantly having to manage that. But like, where's the tool that helps me do what I do? Where's the tool that helps me measure my performance or my ability to, to manage a marketing automation platform like HubSpot, right? Um, and so ideally we're building tools that better enable the marketing ops person to be more efficient and more effective with their time and stop spending so much time putting up fires or taking on last minute requests or, or whatever. Right. 
Um, and so, you know, again, just like the community led model is just all about like building alongside the community. Um, but yeah, definitely dive into to the link that I shared in the chat. So it's communityled.com. Um, follow. <laughs> There's a lot of thought leaders out there. If I could think of the rest of them right now, I would share them with you. There's a book um, by Jono Bacon. I'm going to type that into the chat. J-O-N-O -O Bacon. Um, I think that one's people powered. Um, I would also highly recommend reading that book. Um, yeah, it's called people powered and man, that'll really open your eyes to what it means to like build community and think strategically about how community impacts your business. Awesome. I, I found the link and put that in the chat for that book and it looks like he's got a new one too. Oh my gosh. He's producing content like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the new one it looks as, uh, or maybe it's old. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it is the art of community. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've heard of that book. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, we have a couple questions that before we kind of wrap up. I know we're we're coming up on time, but this has been amazing. Um, I really appreciate you being here and having this conversation with me. Can't also uh, end this without saying. MadKudu and MoPros have some very exciting partnership uh, events coming up over the next month. So keep your eyes peeled that we'll be doing some announcing of what that looks like next month. And, and we're excited to work with you and the community. Yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, for those of you that are not in Slack, Slack is free. Like you can come join the Slack channel, um, themopros.com and join us free on Slack. And then um, those of those of you that are kind of in the membership base, there's going to be a lot of really fun activities in partnership with MadKudu that um, I encourage you to check out. It's going to be a good time for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so Lyola would like to know how to get access to um, the research. So I know it's not out yet, but when it is out, where can we find it? Um, I will share a link. I mean, I would say go follow us on LinkedIn. You'll see it. Follow me on LinkedIn. Follow the the MoPros on LinkedIn. Um, and then, you know, jump into the free Slack channel. We'll probably post it um, as soon as it goes live, but it'll be on a landing page um, and you'll be able to download this. Uh, I think it's, like I said, it's like 53 or 54 pages of research. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But man, I, I'm so, so, so excited to see what comes of it next. Awesome. Well, we are too. Thank you. Um, and then we have another question. This one's a little meatier. That's great. How are MOPS leaders managing the increase of movement in MOPS roles with many people changing jobs? What are MOPS leaders doing to retain and develop their reports? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a loaded question. That's a, yeah, that is a loaded question. Um, George, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know. I think I think the I think MOPS leaders in general are struggling to understand um, how to keep the attention of a a marketing operations professional. Um, what we've seen from the research that we've conducted is that people do take on side projects, and a lot of the time that's to like learn new skills. Mm -hmm. And so again, um, just kind of I know I keep hinting at this research, like. Hopefully, George, the research will help you think of ways to answer this question. Um, but ideally, you know, 
we will, as managers and people leaders, will look at this information and say, okay, based on the data here, we need to create more learning opportunities for these mm -hmm. professionals. We need to let them broaden their horizons, um, whether that's testing new tools or getting involved in strategy conversations earlier, um, which by the way, every leader out there, if you're in marketing and you have a marketing, marketing ops person on your team, please bring them into the strategy discussion early and don't just come to them with a campaign <laughs> request yeah. um, because I think there's a deep, deep hunger for people to be more strategic in this function. And, and ideally that'll stop the changeover. Um, but gosh, the market's so hot right now. I, I can imagine that, you know, salary incentives are crazy and that's probably why people leave too. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And I think something we've, we've talked about a lot on, on the show is, is, how can we better advocate for our team you know in marketing ops and i think that part of that is is leveling up as that marketing ops leader and building that strong relationship with the executive team to ensure that they fully understand the value of what your team is bringing to the table so you can then better advocate for them um and like i was just how we have this conversation in marketing all the time you know we're looking for a new marketing hire and I can't tell you the number of times I hear people that I'm interviewing say, I want to work for a CEO that understands marketing. And I think that it's the same, right, on the marketing ops side. Like, I want to work for, if you're in that marketing ops role, I want to work for the C-level that understands marketing ops and the value of marketing ops and that they are going to um, bring us in as much as they can. And so I think it's about building that relationship and making sure that you can then advocate for your team in that way. Yeah, I, um, I would also encourage those of us who maybe haven't, um, uh, checked out the book from Debbie um, and they're over at the Pedowitz group. I'll, I'll go ahead and post this in the chat. It's called From Backroom to Boardroom. Um, and and what Debbie talks about in this book is that this marketing ops person um, and, and it's kind of trajectory towards getting a seat at the table, like that board table, mm -hmm. um, is that you're actually like, you're very likely to become the right hand person to the C-suite. Um, and the, the top leaders in marketing understand that they need to have a really strong marketing ops person by their side in order to go enable all of the strategy that they're looking towards. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think this book is tremendous and what she's talking about is, is spot on. Um, and you'll read, a, you'll read a bit in there where she talks about uh, moving from button pusher to strategic enabler. Um, and boy, like when she and I talked about that, I, you know, Yes, like that is a visceral response for me too. Like when I was thinking about, you know, being a button pusher, like ugh, that's not that's not what I want to be, right? I want to yeah. be somebody that's enabling business. So um, definitely check that out too, because I think that'll tee up ideas on how to retain talent and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've heard similar things from you know like Sarah McNamara, who will say moving from being a donut maker to uh, a strategic partner. And yeah, like none of them sound good. Like I don't want to be a donut maker. I don't want to be a button maker. <laughs> donut maker, that's funny. I love that. <laughs> All right, well, this has been fantastic. Thank you again, Mike. Really appreciate you being here. Thank Excited you. to continue the conversation um, in other, you know, in the community and whatnot. Um, lots of resources were shared this chat will actually stay open i believe so if you have the link um you can come back and reference it if you 
missed it or you say, hey, what was that book? Feel free to, you know, Slack Mike, Slack me, send us a note so we can then, um, you know, get, get you the resources that you need. I hope that you'll come back and join us next week. We've got James Hauser from Brand Folder joining us and actually uh, Drew Noel from our client or professional services team is actually going to be hosting that interview. So Miss um, Hanna gets a break, which I'm excited about, but <laughs> it will be another great conversation. Um, and again, thank you, Mike. Thank you to everyone that has come back week after week and, and all of our new listeners as well. And I hope you have a great Thursday. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. I put those headphones in the chat for you. <laughs> oh, yes. Can't forget about those. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. Cheers, everyone.